And together we pray, asking the Lord to come with His grace. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire. May our minds, hearts, and souls be fertile soil for your gospel, that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. These words of the prophet Jeremiah can ring true in, in all of our hearts at times. Lord, you duped me. Lord, you tricked me. Some translations say, Lord, you seduced me, and I allowed myself to be seduced. What is the prophet speaking about? He's speaking about the experience of having encountered the Lord and being drawn into a relationship with him. Encountering him, being drawn in, okay, yes, Lord, like, I want to be with you. I want to follow you. And even as, this, as the prophet Jeremiah, Lord, I want to do what you desire, and to proclaim his word. And so Jeremiah has this encounter and this experience, and then he goes, and he's a prophet for the Lord. But at this point now, he's experiencing the reality of, like, suffering or difficulty that comes in following the Lord, that comes in his vocation to be a prophet. And so he's feeling the weight of it, and he's saying to himself, gosh, Lord, like, you tricked me. You duped me, and I let myself be duped. How many times have you, have I, I know in my own life I've experienced this, walking with people the last 12 plus years of a priest, I feel like I hear it pretty often. There's this experience of, like Jeremiah, encountering Jesus, wanting to follow him, following him with great vigor, following him with excitement, and then difficulties come. And it's like, gosh. Lord, like, you tricked me. I thought this was supposed to be easy. I thought I, I turned my life over to you, and, and then that's it. It's like smooth road. But like, Lord, this, this is kind of hard right now. What, what can be hard? How can it be hard? It can be hard from just battling our own fallen human nature. As St. Paul says that at times we want to do the evil we should not do and we don't want to do the good that we should. This is part of our fallen human nature, this twisting of our desires and wanting to do things that are not in accord with how God has created us. And the struggle there. It could be that there's difficulty in relationship or, or difficulty with Knowing that, like, living and being a Christian in today's world at times is hard. It's countercultural. What Christ himself teaches about how we should treat our brothers and sisters in Christ, what Christ himself teaches about chastity, about marriage, about relationships, you name it. It's not smooth sailing with the culture, with the culture desires. And so it can be, Lord, like, man, this Christianity thing, like, you tricked me. It's hard. 
We have this in mind when we think of, of what Jesus says in today's gospel, where he's telling them, like, they followed him for a while, and so they know him and trust him. And he says, hey, look, the Son of Man, speaking about himself, is going to have to be betrayed, captured, crucified, die by the chief priests, the scribes, and the Pharisees. But on the third day, he'll rise again. So he's telling them, he's telling them like, hey, look, we've walked along this journey for a while, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something that, that you weren't ready to hear at the beginning of the journey. I'm going to die. What does Peter do? Peter, out of great love and compassion, out of great zeal for the Lord, he like pulls him aside. It's kind of a comical situation, to be honest. It's almost like a teacher uh, teaching a class and a student is like, hey, uh, the student is the one saying like, hey, can we, can we go in the hall? We need to chat. And he tells Jesus, look, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to let that happen. And what is Jesus' response? I mean, it's a strong response. He says, get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking as God does, but as men do. Like, Peter wants, like, hey, Lord, I don't want you to suffer. I don't want you to die. And Jesus is like, no, like, this is part of my call. And actually, for everyone to follow me, if you choose to be my disciple, which is not just about acting like Jesus or doing what Jesus would want us to do, but it's allowing him to live his life in us and following him in that way, then you must take up your cross daily and follow me. Now, what does that mean? What does taking up our cross daily and follow me mean? I, I think sometimes we think it means this, just like, look, life is hard Christianity at times is difficult. Just suck it up, stop complaining, and go. Like, don't be a wuss. It's not really what Jesus is saying. Because if we hear it that way, then sometimes it just feels like, hey, this is just this big burden that Jesus is like, look, oh, you want to follow me now? Boom, here's some weight. It's really heavy. Just carry it. We can chat later. But it's actually an invitation to allow Jesus to live the fullness of his life in us. What is the cross? We look at the cross and it can seem like, oh, that's only suffering. But no, actually, more than suffering, much deeper than suffering, what the cross is, is love. It is Jesus offering himself to the Father on our behalf. It is a perfect act of love is a perfect act of self-sacrifice for someone else. And that's the heart of what love is. Love, yes, it's an emotion, it's all those things, but the deeper reality, reality of love is to choose and will the good of the other. That I will die to myself for the good of the other. That's what the cross is. And so when Jesus invites us to take up our cross daily and follow him, it's not just like, hey, suck it up. It's like, no, let me live my life in you and offer yourself this way to the Father. It's what St. Paul was talking about in today's second reading. Let us offer our bodies as a spiritual sacrifice to the Lord. 
Here I am. And what does that do about the cross in our life? One note, right? We should never go pursuing it. We should never go seeking it out. Maybe you think that's crazy, but like some people think that, right? Like, oh my gosh, Jesus wants to carry a cross. Like, let me go find it. Don't go find it. It enters into our life. These opportunities to, to love, to offer it with the Lord. But suffering on its own a suffering alone, and that's what the enemy wants. That was the temptation when Jesus was on the cross from Satan. He's like, hey, you are alone. The Father is not with you. The Spirit is not with you. You are alone. And suffering alone is hell. It's hell. But suffering in communion with Jesus is c- communion. Allowing him to enter into our suffering, whatever it is, and us offering ourselves in communion with the Lord, it is that. It is deep union. It is participation in love. Doesn't make it warm, cute, fuzzy, like suffering is suffering. Not all, not all love is that, right? But, but when we do offer it, it isn't participating in Jesus' act of love for us, for the salvation of the world. And so when we enter into a space where, Lord, like, you tricked me, you, you duped me, Lord, you seduced me, and I allow myself to be seduced. This is an opportunity like the prophet Jeremiah, like Peter, like Jesus, to offer our lives to him in love whether it is dying to some temptation for Christ, whether it is standing up for the gospel truth when it is difficult in our culture, whether it is just the reality of suffering entering into our life. What does the prophet Jeremiah say, right? This, This call that the Lord has given him. He says this, I say to myself, I will not mention him anymore. I will, I will speak in his name no more. Like, he's called me to live this life. He's called me to this, but I'm done. I'm done with it. He says, but. Then it becomes like a fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding it in. I cannot endure it. And then he goes because the fire of God's love in his heart moves him through the difficulty. So as we come to receive the Eucharist today, if you were thinking to yourself, Lord, you flippin' tricked me. The way you ask to live, Lord, is hard. You tricked me. Then let us receive the Eucharist as Jesus' self-offering for us. And let it become in us a fire, a fire of the Holy Spirit leading us to, to like the prophet Jeremiah, to do nothing but then to offer ourselves again to the Father. And brothers and sisters, true love is the only thing that gives true peace and joy in our life. A love not rooted in truth 
is not really love. It's not. It masquerades as love. So let us root ourselves in Christ, even when it is difficult. And then we will experience, maybe not in that moment, but certainly to come in this life and ultimately forever in heaven, the peace and the joy that only God can give. You duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. But then it becomes like this fire in my bones. And I can do nothing else, Lord, but to give my life to you again. Because only in you, only in you, even through the cross, do I find the peace that I long for.